and welcome back to the Disney World Today podcast. I am your ghost host for the day, Kevin Pope. Hope everyone's having a magical day, a magical week. Hope everything's going good with you guys. Here we are, the week of, what was the week? The June 5th, June 6th, uh, whatever week it is. All these days are kind of blending together for, for me now. Uh, I do know it's it's nice and warm here in Chicago. Uh, I got some coffee next to me, some snacks. I'm ready to talk some Disney. I hope you guys are ready to listen. First, got to plug everything here. Follow me on Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube, Disney World Today. Uh, Instagram and TikTok are the big two. Instagram, my DMs are always open. Feel free to stop by and say hi. Uh, let me know what you think of the show. If you find like a cool Disney reel, any, actually, you know what? Anything cool, uh, feel free to send it my way. If you have ideas or suggestions for the show, topic ideas, top 10 lists, rankings, anything like that, uh, hit me up. Uh, you guys know I love uh, hearing from you and taking your ideas and you know making an episode out of it. We've had a few of those uh, this year already. TikTok, I'm still, still, if you've been listening, you, uh, you probably remember I'm still making a push for 10,000 followers. That would be cool uh, to see on there, that little 10K. I think I'm at like 9,500 now. Uh, it's just so hard. So hard for me to gain followers now. I don't know what it is. Maybe I've just kind of like reached my uh, potential here. Uh, it just seems like maybe the algorithm is just different too because I've, I was talking about this with a few of my friends like like a year ago or so. Like It seemed like every video I was making uh, on TikTok, even Instagram a little bit too, I would get like at least 10,000 views if not more. Like every single one. And I haven't really changed what I'm doing. You know, I do the same type of videos. Like I still, you know, I, I think I'm still somewhat relatable and funny uh, just for whatever reason. I just don't get the views anymore. I don't know what's going on, but you can follow me on there. Wherever you're listening to this, if you can hit that subscribe button, leave a rating and a review. If you do write me a review, I'll give you a shout out on the very next episode. Also new to Spotify, you can now support this podcast uh, if you want to become a monthly contributor, you know, help me out, help the show, support the show. Uh, my link is in my Spotify podcast page. Also, the link is in my Instagram bio. If you do uh, end up being a supporter, let me know. I'd love to thank you personally. Last week, we talked about summers at Walt Disney World. And uh, if you haven't listened already, I, I, I feel like it was a nice... Uh, easy listen because I feel like a lot of you guys can relate you know growing up as a kid going you know to Disney for your summer vacation you know kids were out of school that's that's when a lot of us I think went on vacation to Disney and it was fun to just kind of think back and think about all my you know family trips to Disney as a kid going we would go every July uh, late July early August you know when it's 95 degrees and humid uh, you know that's that's pretty much Disney to me I've been there a few a few times not in the summer it's just i i love everything about the summer and uh you know growing up going to disney i guarantee played a role in that my uh my parents are going to disney next month my neighbor is actually going to disney next weekend we were talking about that i was letting the letting the dogs out uh, and i was talking to him a little bit he's uh he's an older guy retired uh he has a grandson now who i think he said was about two or three years old so him, his son, and his grandson are all going to Disney for Father's Day weekend, which is pretty cool. Um, and it's cool to just sit there and kind of talk with him. Here's a guy, you know, he's got to be in his late 60s, early 70s, uh, going 
you know, to Disney with his son and his grandson, like, and just talking to him about, about Disney, you could just tell how much he loves it. Like the way his, just kind of his eyes light up and how you can hear the excitement in his voice when he's talking about, you know, uh, staying at Art of Animation and, you know, going to dinner at Epcot and going to Hollywood Studios. Like here's a guy 70 years old and and just him talking about Disney. It was like talking to like a five-year-old. Like it was like that same excitement, um, that same kind of, um, you know, just it, it just reminded me of being a kid and talking about Disney. And I, I just love talking Disney with people who feel that same way. You know, you can tell it means something special to him. It means more than just a vacation to him. You know, talk just talking to him a little bit, I could tell that, you know, they used to go on Disney vacations as a family, and I'm sure that's what played a role. And, you know, that's that's obviously how I'm going to be uh, when I'm his age. It was just kind of cool to kind of talk Disney with him. This week, we're talking about your earliest Disney memory. Now, before I recorded this episode... I was going to do just a question and answer Q&A type of show because this is episode number 100. Um, and I was trying to think of something like cool to do. Do I have like a big special show? Do I do like a certain topic? Like I was like, oh, maybe I'll just do like a Q&A just to kind of, um, you know, make it somewhat of a different show. And then one of you guys, uh, when I was doing the q and I, uh, I asked you guys on Instagram, you know, hey, you know, send me your questions for the podcast. One of you guys asked me, What's your earliest Disney memory? And I read it and I was like, you know what? Let's just do a whole episode on this. So we're going to talk about your earliest Disney memory. I'm going to talk about my earliest Disney memories. I asked you guys some of your earliest Disney memories uh, on Instagram. And then at the end, uh, I did receive some some Q&A stuff before I changed the kind of format of the show. So we'll do some Q&A at the end as well. So episode 100 is definitely going to have a lot of input from you guys. Um, another reason why I hope you guys follow me on Instagram so that you could participate, you know, let's hear about your, you know, Disney memories and, you know, your ideas about Disney. So, uh, I think that's about it for this intro. Here we go. Your attention, please. The Walt Disney World Railroad now boarding for a scenic trip around the Magic Kingdom. Board. What is your earliest Disney memory? Now, before we get into it, I want to give a shout out to Applejack73 on Instagram. Uh, you're the one when I asked you guys originally for just random, you know, questions uh, that I was going to answer here in the podcast. Like that was going to be this entire episode. Uh, you sent me in one that said, "Can you recall your first Disney memory?" You know, that kind of got me thinking, and it, it made me want to change the the entire episode. Uh, for this week. So this week we're talking about your earliest Disney memory. Can you remember your earliest Disney memory? What are some of your early Disney memories? I know for me, here's the, here's the tough thing. Like for me, like I have a really good memory. Um, I say a photographic memory, but I'm not like that level. I'm like a step below photographic. Like I can remember very intricate details from a young age to, to just now, like, it's just something I've always uh, it's kind of been like a gift, you know, it's kind of how I got through school. I never really learned much. I just memorized <laughs> everything. Um, and like my friends, I can still amaze my friends with like certain things. Like they cannot believe my memory sometimes and it's just 
kind of how I've always been. So I have a good memory, so I do have a lot of early Disney memories. Now, I was trying to think of my earliest Disney memory. Like, what is it? Can I pinpoint one exact memory? And it's tough. And the reason why it's tough is that my my first Disney trip was 1992. I was two years old. Um, and luckily enough, my family, we have some home movies from that vacation. So we have like two VHS tapes uh, for you younger listeners. That's how we used to uh, record videos was straight onto a VHS tape. We have two VHS tapes. One is the Magic Kingdom. Uh, one is Epcot. There's a little bit like of our resort and um, downtown Disney in there, I think. And the but the problem with this is I can't tell if my if I can truly remember my first Disney memory or I just remember it because I've watched those home movies so much. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, those videos are from 1992. That was my first trip. And I swear I can remember certain things from that trip. But a part of me is like, I don't know if, do I actually remember that? Or do I think I remember it because I watched it on video, you know, so many times. So my early memories go back to the early 90s. 1992 was my first trip. We took a year off in 1993. That's the year my sister was born. And then we went every year since then. We took a break in 20, what year? 2015, we went to Disneyland. 2020, we didn't go. Um, but every other year in between, I went to Disney World. So I have a lot of memories, uh, especially in the mid-90s, you know, 94 through 2015. I went to Disney every single year. And a lot of my early Disney memories, are, are they're just so great and so close to my heart because that's when, obviously, I'm a kid and I'm going to Disney with my entire family. Grandma, grandpa, aunt, cousins, parents, my sister, all nine of us going together every summer. Like, that is what I looked forward to every summer, every year. The day I got back was the day I started thinking about our next trip and it just seemed like it was just endless fun. And it wasn't even just like all the fun in the parks and going on rides and in the pools. It was like all just the the randomness of a family, you know, going on vacation together, you know, traveling in a big Chevy Astro van, all nine of us stuffed in the van or, you know, flying with my grandpa or going to eat, you know, somewhere on International Drive. We just have so many good family memories. Uh, and I was trying to pinpoint, you know, the exact ones that stick out. So thinking back to my, my first trip, 1992, I'm two years old. I, I feel like I can remember like certain, like um, almost like screenshots, like, like specific moments, not exactly like long drawn out memories. So 1992, there's in our home, like family home video, there's a clip where me and my cousin were in Fantasyland and we're lining up to meet uh, certain Disney characters. And... The, you know, we, we wave and we like hug the characters, like the characters and the cast member kind of walk back behind the scenes and we're in Fantasyland. You can hear music in the background and there's a scene in the video where me and my cousin start skipping around uh, to the music that's playing. And I swear, I swear, I can, I can remember a little bit of that. I remember following my cousin in a circle, kind of skipping around. You know, we just met like Tigger and Winnie the Pooh. We're in Fantasyland. You can hear like this fantasy music in the background and we were just skipping around in circles. And I swear I can remember a little bit of that, like 
in the moment. There's like two other memories from that trip that I, it's kind of similar. I swear I can remember it from that moment. Um, one of them is playing on the grass at our hotel. Uh, we stayed at Dixie Landings. And this, this one I know I can remember because it's not anywhere in the home movie. Um, and I remember the layout. We were, we went out, there was like this grassy area. This is, uh, now it's Port Orleans Riverside. It was called Dixie Landings. Uh, we stayed there for a good amount of years. And I just remember, again, with my cousins and my grandpa, just playing, just running around uh, on that grassy area. And the other one was at the Magic Kingdom. I have like this this picture in my head of us watching the parade. And the reason why I can kind of remember it was that it was like this special parade where it was like Mardi Gras themed, I believe. I think it's the same parade that was in Full House. Um, and I can I can still kind of picture standing um, underneath like the roped off area, underneath the rope. My, my one cousin was on my left and I remember seeing a float with like the Mardi Gras themed, I think it was like, um, I don't know if it was Minnie Mouse or Pluto or Mickey someone. It was like, uh, like the fruit, like on their head, like the fruit hat type of thing. Um, I remember seeing that and like, that's all I can remember uh, from those moments from that trip. And it's just weird, like little like snapshots uh, in my head. But I do remember the parade. I remember Dixie landings uh, and I remember skipping around in a circle uh, in Fantasyland. You know, but other than that trip, you know, the mid 90s at Disney, I, I feel like I can recall a lot. I, I have a lot of memories going to Disney in the mid 90s. You know, uh, some of the stuff that sticks out. Um, so I remember, again, I'm probably, you know, maybe four years old, five years old. Uh, we went, I think we were at, we were at a hotel eating. I don't remember which one and Tigger was there. And I went and got a picture with Tigger, maybe got like an autograph in my autograph book. And I grabbed Tigger's nose and he kind of reacted and like grabbed his nose. And that like freaked me out. And I got scared that I hurt Tigger. And I remember crying to my mom like kind of away, like we, we kind of walked away and we're sitting down in the lobby or something. And I remember just crying to my mom that I hurt Tigger and he's going to be mad at me. And I remember my mom telling me something like, oh, you know, don't like wave to him and like, see, he's okay. Like something like that. Like I, I have an early memory of that. Um, I do remember staying at Dixie Landings a lot, like 96, 95, 94, like that whole time period. I remember just kind of hanging out at the pool and the food court and the game rooms. Um, also mid nineties, I think was peak Disney's MGM studios. And I feel like I have a decent amount of memories from MGM studios in the mid nineties. So one of the main ones to me that sticks out the Ninja Turtles, I are reading the trust tree right now, guys. I'm okay. I was a fan and borderline obsessed with the Ninja Turtles for a very long time, like probably till I was like 14, 15 years old, I was still rocking like Ninja Turtles stuff. It was like that time where, you know, the Ninja Turtles weren't like, they weren't like cool again yet. If that makes sense. Like there was a stretch there where they were awesome. Everyone was obsessed with them. They were cool. And then it kind of went away and it was like, Whoa, you're still, you're still watching Ninja Turtles. Like, Oh, I remember I wore a Ninja Turtles t-shirt in eighth grade. 
and I was so nervous to get made fun of. Uh, and I th- I'm pretty sure I had like a Ninja Turtles blanket uh, in my room still at like age 13 years old. But you know what? No shame. I'm a, I'm a big Ninja Turtles guy. But the Ninja Turtles at Disney's MGM Studios, I will never forget because I was obsessed with them. I loved them. I had a Ninja Turtles t-shirt when I met them. I was wearing it. Um, I remember seeing them perform live. They rolled up in the, the turtle van, the turtle mobile. Uh, and they, they got out. April O'Neil was with them. They did like a dance show over in like the back lot area of MGM Studios. Afterwards, we got like our pictures taken with them. I don't know if they were signing autographs, but I know we got pictures taken with them. Um, and one of my favorite photos ever is with me and my cousins and my grandma standing in front of the Ninja Turtles um, show sign uh, at MGM Studios. And my grandma's rocking a fanny pack. I got a Ninja, Ninja Turtle shirt on. Uh, it's such an iconic photo. And I will never forget that. Like seeing them perform there was so awesome to me. Kind of similar to the Ninja Turtles. I remember I have vivid memories of watching wrestling at MGM Studios. WCW, World Championship Wrestling. Um, if you guys don't like follow it, like they were like the rival of WWE, WWF. Like most people have heard of them at least. They were like their rival in the 90s. And... Um, in the mid 90s they started filming some wrestling shows at MGM Studios um, in the same area that later like the Who Wants to Be a Millionaire was filmed like it was over there Um, also in the mid 90s they they signed Hulk Hogan uh, to a contract and that's when their company kind of blew up Uh, they even had a parade at MGM Studios I wish I could have experienced that like that's Man, that that would that's a whole nother episode right there. But seeing wrestling live again, I was, this was probably 94, 95. I'm four or five years old. Huge wrestling fan. My dad was a wrestling fan. We used to watch wrestling together, uh, so that that meant a lot to me. So when we go to Disney, and we find out that they're filming, you know, live WCW stuff there for free, you could just go in and watch. I'll never forget, like standing, um, like kind of where like the wrestlers like would enter. And like go into the ring, we kind of were like on the on the aisle there. I just remember like leaning over my dad, like yelling at like the bad guy, and the the bad guy like yelling back at my dad. I was like scared that they were gonna fight. And I remember running into one of the wrestlers on the back lot tour, and he came up to like we came up to him and you know said hi, and he shook our hands, and he was super nice. Um, but wrestling there again, I was a big wrestling fan. I still kind of follow it now, but like. Again, kind of like the Ninja Turtles, I was so obsessed and such a big fan that to see that at Disney World, you're now combining, you know, two of my favorite things in the world. So that's why it's a memory, you know, I'll never forget. Staying on the topic of MGM Studios, I also remember um, playing around like with the Roger Rabbit stuff that they had. Again, this was kind of in the backlot area. They had like some props from um, Who Framed Roger Rabbit. And they had like this giant steamroller you could like lay under and like take a cool, funny uh, picture with. I remember doing that. And of course, how could I leave out? I, I think anyone my age remembers uh, playing in the Honey I Shrunk the Kids playground over there in the backlot area. Like I know it was, it was, it lasted a while, but seeing that for the first time when I was like four or five years old. Oh my God, that, I didn't want to ride any rides. I just wanted to go play. You know, they had like the giant blades of grass and you can climb up these certain areas. And I'm pretty sure my grandpa climbed up there with us and like, like couldn't get out, like got physically stuck. You know, other than that, MGM Studios, you know, obviously the, the backlot tour, 
I remember going on Catastrophe Canyon one of the first few times and being really scared um, at, at that part of the ride. Um, what else did we have there? You know, just like the, the backlot area, I'm pretty sure there was like an Ace Ventura show in the Streets of Ameris, America section of MGM Studios. And I, re- I don't think we ever saw it, but I do remember, I'm pretty young now, um, I remember we were standing there ready for it to start. We were waiting it, for it to start, and there was like a storm coming and like storm clouds rolling in and like thunder in the distance, and they ended up canceling the show. So I never saw the Ace Ventura show uh, that took place there. You know, moving on now, my earliest memories... Uh, from Epcot like what do I remember about Epcot the first thing that came to mind um, was after you rode Spaceship Earth uh, you know how now they have like some interactive stuff there like this like driving game and a few other things like that they've always had kind of stuff like that Uh, you know some like new innovative technology like fun things kids can play around with and I believe it was there I don't think it was innovation but I believe it was there they had a bunch of cool stuff like that and they had like this giant cell phone and you could call, you know, call people from it. And we called my grandma uh, from the exit of Spaceship Earth. And I was probably like f- maybe five or six years old. You know, cell phone technology was not what it is now. Like, I think maybe my mom had a car phone by then. It, it, maybe not. Like, it was around that time. But it blew my mind that I was able to call my grandma from Disney World from a phone. Like, it, it was crazy to me. Another one of my earliest memories of Epcot, and I, have, I remember a lot about Epcot, but I'm just trying to stick to like my like the first thing that comes to mind when I'm trying to think back. And there's two more specific ones. One of them is when, um, okay, so kind of by test track, I think it's that area, maybe like around like the walkway, um, like behind Spaceship Earth where the fountain was. I think there was like this like play area, like fountain. Like one of those like things where um, the water would shoot out of the ground, like little fountains would shoot out of the ground like that. And it was like that colorful, like hard rubber. You know, it wasn't cement. It was like a play area. You were meant to play in it. I think they had it over there. Well, we're we're over there. I want to play. I want to play in it so bad. Uh, My parents are like, yeah, go ahead. And I run in there with, you know, obviously with my clothes and stuff, my shoes on. And the cast member kind of yells at me and tells me no shoes allowed in the fountain area like oh okay so I run back to mom and dad I tell them I take off my shoes and socks and I run back to the fountain and instantly slip and fall and like I I remember crying I remember being so upset you know I remember my parents being kind of upset that you know it's you know they made me take my shoes and socks off and then I fell instantly you know it was a little slippery over there Uh, So I remember that. That definitely traumatized me momentarily. I also remember the the first time we rode Test Drag. This was a couple months after it opened, and the line was so long. Probably the first time I remember ever seeing a line like that at Disney. I I never remember, like, having to wait like that. Um, And the line was so long, they had entertainers kind of in the middle, like, entertaining the crowd as we waited in line. And they picked me... Uh, to come up and kind of be a volunteer and like uh, he was like a a juggler or something like that and he was like spinning plates and he put a couple of the plates on my finger and it was like spinning on my finger and everyone was clapping like that was a that was a great memory for me you know I I talked about Magic Kingdom a lot Um, the only other thing I wanted to bring up like early memories at the Magic Kingdom 
Uh, I want to bring up my first time ever going on um, Alien Encounter. Uh, if you're around my age, you probably remember this ride. It was the most terrifying attraction uh, in Walt Disney World history. And going on it as pro- I was probably, man, I was probably like six or seven years old. Went on that thing, absolutely terrified, petrified. I'm, I, I'm surprised I didn't pee my pants uh, on that attraction. Uh, it scared me so much that I was then terrified of the scene on the great movie ride uh, where you go through the alien scene, like because it's like, I think it was like the same alien. Uh, absolutely terrifying. I remember going on that, um, you know, that was mid to late 90s, like absolutely terrifying. Yeah, I know I've talked about that attraction uh, on this podcast before, but it's like one of the things like you had to experience it back then. So I'm basically breaking down my memories park by park. Um, I do want to mention Animal Kingdom, although that opened, you know, when I was eight years old. Uh, it was kind of nice that I was eight because I'm a little older and I definitely have a little more memory of that. And like, luckily, I remember, vividly remember going there for the first time. You know, it was what about three months after the park opened so it was really really fresh and new um i'll never forget we all you know we went there we didn't really know what to expect um and i remember it was oh my god it was so hot you know it's typical july weather um but it was one of those where it was like 95 like really hot i remember um getting out of the car and i remember like my dad or my grandpa talking about how you could probably fry an egg uh, on the hood of the car. And I also remember my grandma saying that it was so hot that her eyelids were sweating. Like that's, that's, that's how you knew it was hot, uh, according to grandma. But I remember walking in that, you know, that walkway from the main entrance, um, to kind of where you walk up and see the tree of life for the first time. I just remember walking in it being so hot. It felt like there wasn't any shade at all. Uh, I remember going on Countdown to Extinction, which is now called Dinosaur. That was a terrifying ride. I remember doing the safari and being being a little scared, like the, how close we were to the animals. I remember they talk about how like don't uh, or there was like maybe warning signs saying like not to make any sudden movements or loud noises at some of the animals. Like that terrified me. Um, you know, there's a rhinoceros 50 feet away, like, and I'm scared that you know my cousin clapping or, you know, yelling at it, it's going to make it charge the, the, the truck. Um, but animal kingdom, you know, the first few visits, I wasn't the biggest fan. Um, like I said, we did countdown to extinction. We did the safari and other than that, you know, we did, uh, it's tough to be a bug. And again, I go on this ride and I'm getting stung by bees. So Kevin at eight years old is, uh, starting to be terrified every time he goes on an attraction at Disney world. Other than that, yeah, I think we did, what is it, the Maharaja Jungle Trek? I remember doing that, um, just kind of walking around, and again, you know, seven, eight years old, uh, you know, Animal Kingdom, those first few visits, not not the biggest fan, and that was one of those, we would really, we would really only do it once. We'd go one time, get a couple of those attractions out of the way, you know, and not go back. So I don't have too many more, you know, super early memories uh, of Animal Kingdom. You know, one of my earliest memories too, I guess I need I need to count this one is River Country. I remember going to River Country once. Uh, I remember the Sand Bottom and, you know, I was never a fan of Sand Bottom pools, lakes. I don't like swimming in lakes. 
Um, it's just, I don't know. It's kind of gross to me. Maybe it's gross to me because of River Country. I, did, I just didn't like the feeling of it. I remember like the rope swings and stuff, but I was probably four or five years old. So I was too little, too young to do any of that stuff. Um, but I do, I can just vividly remember being in the pool with my dad, feeling the sand at the bottom of the pool. I remember the water like not being that blue. And I just remember like a lot of like the wood, um, uh, like structures for like the swings and like zip lines and like rope swings and stuff like that. Um, so that's I barely remember river country, you know, blizzard beach and typhoon lagoon. Uh, again, I have better memories of going there for the first time. Uh, the first time we went to typhoon lagoon, my dad tells the story great that, uh, we didn't know what to expect. Um, he, they just thought it was a water park. You know, it's Disney. He says they walk in, um, we walk in for the first time and it's the, the, you know, the big wave pool. It's just the little bobbing waves. I mean, it's like, oh, this is cute. This is nice. Like some nice bobbing waves. So he takes me, I'm probably four or five years old. Um, my mom, who's holding my sister, who's probably like two, uh, and my grandpa. And we all, you know, walk into the water. And my dad's like, we're, you know, kind of up to our waist. Like he's holding me, you know, him and my grandpa are kind of just swinging me between their arms. My mom's holding my sister kind of like, you know, on her shoulder. You know, the bobbing waves stop. We're just having a good time. And he said, all of a sudden, he sees this giant wave coming <laughs> and he just kind of looks at my grandpa and he's like, Oh no, like, what do we do? And he said that wave knocked them all down. Typical Typhoon Lagoon wave, uh, action. you are just getting knocked down and punched and thrown. And, uh, he said he, he, they come up from the water. Like he's like trying to hold me above his head. My grandpa's like on all fours, like crawling away, like elbows and knees, all bloody. <laughs> like that's, I don't remember that exact moment, but I do remember uh, him telling that in like those first few years at Typhoon Lagoon, just hanging out in the wave pool, um, you know, doing as many water slides as we could. Same things with Blizzard Beach. Um, you know, I just remember going there and all the slides. I remember being scared to go on Summit Plummet. Um, unfortunately, one of my earliest memories there uh, not didn't turn out too well for me. One of my least favorite Disney moments of all time. I thought about doing an episode um, just based on embarrassing moments at Disney because uh, this one would be on there for me. I believe I was nine years old. We're at Blizzard Beach and we went to that area. It's like the, the kind of the younger kid play area where they had like the icebergs floating in the water with the cargo net above. So I want to do this. It looks awesome. Um, I get in line and... There's a bunch of like older kids behind me. I remember this. And I remember I'm holding onto the cargo net and I put one foot on the iceberg and the older kids behind me start kind of like nudging me like, hey, go, 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 hurry up, go, go, go. And I kind of like stretched out my leg so much that I ripped my bathing suit wide open. And I didn't know it until I got off the iceberg at the, like at the end of it. So I get off. And my dad comes like running up and I look down and see my ripped bathing suit and I start bawling my eyes out because here I am, nine-year-old boy at Blizzard Beach, walking around with my swimsuit split right down the middle. Yeah. Talk about traumatic, <laughs> you know? I remember crying. My dad like wrapped a towel around me and we had to go into like the gift shop and buy like a $60 overpriced swimsuit. And I never wanted to go back there. 
so let's move on before I have any more flashbacks. Just kind of wrapping up um, some earlier memories. I remember when we stayed at Coronado Springs for the first time. Again, we stayed there right when it opened. I believe that was 97 or 98. I want to say it was 1997. We stayed there like a few months after it had just opened. And I remember, you know, there were some early issues. Like we had a room that was so far away from the pool. I don't know if there were any like smaller pools there at the time. It was just like the main pool. We had a long walk uh, to the main pool building, which kind of sucked because back then, like I've, I've mentioned before, like, you know, we're a bunch of eight, seven, eight, nine-year-old kids, big family. Like we spent a lot of time at the pools and it sucked having to, you know, kind of have a longer walk. And I remember the chlorine in the pool was like way too strong because all of us had like such red and itchy eyes. Like it bothered us so much that I think we had to like stop at a Walgreens and get eye drops. It was so bad. So that was like my, my first memory of uh, Coronado Springs was staying there. And I remember us like not having the best time there either. So I don't want to spend uh, too much time here uh, talking about my memories because I got a lot of good ones from you guys. I asked you guys on Instagram what's your earliest Disney memory? And I, I asked my wife this uh, before we started recording. <laughs> she just started laughing. She said one, like her first earliest memory um, did, wasn't great. It's like, she said like her sister like got sick on the plane and just did not have a good time there. Um, she was like sick walking around Disney. Um, she said there was another, one of her other earlier memories. Um, her and her dad like went on Space Mountain think like twice in a row and then she just like kept going and got so sick and was throwing up um so i thought figured might as well share that so let's hear what you guys had to say let's start us off diaz 188 said the finding nemo ride or actually just said finding nemo so technically it could be the finding nemo show uh at animal kingdom i do oh man i kind of remember uh the seas with nemo and friends before it was rethemed to finding nemo I have just a, a short kind of memory of it because um, I remember they had like these cool like elevator things that made it seem like you were taking an elevator um, underwater, but that's my only memory of that. Theme Park Tips Tricks said, earliest mem memory would be my first trip in 1998. MGM had a hunchback show. Yeah, that's right. The Hunchback of Notre Dame. Um, it was back in the day where like whatever the newest animated disney movie was like disney would go all out in promoting it and either have like a special parade or a special show they did this with the hunchback they did this with hercules um i'm sure there's a couple more in there as well and i, I do remember seeing that show i remember i think the hunchback show was on one of the covers of the park maps uh from that year you know that's uh, that's the same stage where they have was it beauty and the beast live uh, so that used to be the Hunchback. Disney Dreamer 93 says, Meeting the fairy godmother at Princess Breakfast and know, and her knowing my name. I was only six. Well, now that's, that's some Disney magic. Um, especially to a six-year-old, if you get there and the fairy godmother knows your name and you're kind of thinking like, the only way she'll know my name is if it's actually her, if you know she's real. So that's, uh, that's a pretty cool memory. A Cooper 16 says cleaning up popcorn I dropped outside the haunted mansion using the cast members broom. Now that's an interesting story. That's, I mean, that's a good memory too. Um, were you cleaning it up with their broom because they made you? Did your mom make you or a parent or did they like, said, I, I need to kind of know more um, about that. That would be actually really cool. I kind of want to intentionally spill some popcorn now so that they ask me to uh, clean up over there. 
This one from Pamagram says, The smell of arriving to the Polynesian at night with the sound of the water from the lobby. Now, man. Like, I... Just reading that, like, almost gives me the chills because I know exactly what you mean. Like, that's a that's a great Disney feel and memory for sure. This next one from Z-S-A-F-E-E-R. Being in awe about the purple road signs getting me pumped to be on the way to the parks. Yes, the purple road signs. So iconic. Uh, I literally made a, uh, I make a, I made like a TikTok or a post about it recently. You know, they, they're changing them. They change the colors of them and not going to lie. That kind of upsets me. You know, there was nothing wrong with that purple. It was iconic. It was typical, you know, nineties Disney yet. I didn't feel like it was too outdated. So I kind of wish they left those alone. Friend like me, 93 says sitting on main street in my stroller, watching a parade. Don't ask me which one that's, that's funny. That's, Pretty similar to uh, my memory uh, of the Disney parade back in like 92. Uh, KT Pat 1990 says, getting seven dwarfs to sign my autograph book and bringing home Disney pens for my friends. Oh my God, the autograph books and the pens. Yeah, there was a stretch there where I had the autograph book, had to get all the characters autographs. I remember always getting them at like Chef Mickey and the Disney pens. I had like... Um, I had a Donald one and a Goofy one where it was like shaped like their heads. And I was obsessed uh, with that Donald Duck pen. I used that one until it literally ran out of ink. KB Babe says, my earliest memory is probably from like 93 from Toontown. I loved how interactive it was. Wow. Yeah, that that just definitely um, unlocked some memories for me because I remember um, classic Toontown. I remember walking around Mickey and Minnie's house. Um, and I, I remember like taking a picture with Mickey was, I, I want to say he, there was like a picture spot maybe around his house somewhere, uh, around that area. But wow. Yeah. Classic Toontown. I have a lot of good memories about this next one. Kara field 19 says the birthday cake castle during the 25th at Walt Disney world. I remember that too. I remember, you know, walking up and seeing it for the first time. I remember that uh, 25th celebration in general, not not even just the castle cake. I just remember some of like, um, like the special like merchandise and stuff because my grandpa bought us all um, t-shirts and hats and stuff. I think like he bought like a hat for him and like my dad and like the kids, like we all got uh, special t-shirts. Owen Yates, 827 says meeting Mickey at his house in Magic Kingdom. There you go. Yeah, I do remember uh, meeting Mickey. I just wasn't sure if it was in his house or just like around that area. Me, Lilu 29 says watching my older cousin catch rain in his hat in the Honey, I Shrunk the Kids kid park. Yes, the Honey, I Shrunk the Kids playground. Um, man, like so much fun. Like I remember that always being pretty crowded too. Like a lot of us kids uh, really enjoyed playing around in there. Carter Ivy says waiting for what seemed like forever for my parents to check us into our Port Orleans room. And, okay. It seemed like it always took forever. Or is that just like us being kids and like not having like a grasp on like time? But I remember a, like the rooms back then never being ready early. Like we'd have to check in like after three or four o'clock. I remember sometimes even like having to wait. Uh, we'd wait in the car for a little bit at that point or in the lobby and um, you know, the one thing my mom always had us do was pack our swimsuits in our carry-ons, like in our backpacks, so that if like the room wasn't ready, we could just, you know, walk into the bathroom and change into our swimsuit and like hang out at the pool till the room was ready. But yeah, I remember one of the times, I think it was like the first time we stayed at Old Key West, 
Uh, they gave us a room on the first floor, um, and which we, we requested like a higher up one just because of like the plants and the allergies and stuff. Um, and also like the first floor one was like a handicap accessible room. So everything was like kind of a little different. And I just remember having to wait like for a different room, like forever. Caroline Kesterman says the birthday cake castle. I feel like that would be um, for a lot of us around like the same age. Like that's got to be up there because I mean, it's so memorable. And I, that's why I don't understand why people hate it so much because like look of the lasting impact, you know, that it had. Cullinane Nancy says, going to the Magic Kingdom in 1973 with my parents and siblings, paper ticket booklets. Like that's, now that's going back a little bit. I've, you know, read and heard about the old uh, e-ticket uh, system at, at Disney where you had to, you know, you need to, needed to have like a ticket book in order to get on the ride. It's kind of like an old fashioned carnival style. But man, I, I'm jealous that you got to experience the Magic Kingdom in 1973. Hey, it's me, AMR says, my little brother, who was five, crying during the electric parade that he never wanted to go home. I mean, that sounds like me now, like crying that I never wanted to go home. Uh, Marcy Lindbergh says, meeting the three little pigs when they were costumed characters around 1981-ish. Wow, that's pretty cool. I, you know, I've, I feel like I've definitely seen pictures of those characters uh, back in the day. Macy Meeker says it's going to be the Pirates ride. It, I was either afraid or I liked the smell of the water. I don't know. Like probably both. Like the that small little drop the first time I think kind of caught us all off guard. Uh, but the smell of the water makes up for it. LEM146 says first visit in 1998. Sis and I getting pulled from crowd to dance and remember the magic parade at Magic Kingdom. Now that's again, that's such a cool memory. And that's why I feel like Disney does some of the stuff that they do. Like sometimes you got to look at it as like there could be people there, you know, that have never been to Disney before. So this is their first impression. This is their, you know, first time there. And a Disney cast member can just make memories like that. Like it's so awesome. Uh, this next one is from I Love Horses and All Things K-Pop. When I was two and afraid of Goofy, I, I could see that some of those characters... You know, as a kid, could be a little, uh, little scary. Under a tooth, Tower of Terror as a skinny fifth grader, lap bar and no seatbelt. So I got a lot of hang time. Yeah, I do. <laughs> that's right. I do remember that uh, going on Tower of Terror um, when they only had uh, the lap bar. I remember getting a little hang time as well. Hannah Mraz says, "Riding it's a small world with my grandma. Her favorite ride." That's funny you say that because, I, as I always talk about, my uh, my whole family used to go and. Um, it's a Small World was the only ride that my grandma did. So it's the only ride that all nine of us ever did together. Adventures of Max and Greg. One of them is watching the show at Mickey's Birthday Land. Ah, man, I have just very slight memories uh, of Mickey's Birthday Land. Um, you know, classic Toontown, I remember a little bit more. You know, maybe like seeing Mickey, like uh, taking a photo with him. Maybe that was when it was still... Uh, Mickey's birthday land. So that's our last one for uh, earliest Disney memory. Uh, thank you guys as always for participating and sending in your picks. Uh, I love hearing them. I love seeing them. And like, you know, as you can probably tell, um, most of the time, like a lot of them, I'll just read like live for the first time. So reading some of them like instantly kind of sparked something in my brain and uh, brought back memories for me as well. 
So before we end this episode, I do want to answer some of the questions. Um, originally, this was going to be an all Q&A episode, um, but you guys did send me in some good ones, and uh, I'm going to read some of them now. You know, this is episode 100. Why not have a little fun at the end here? Ethan Hercules says, what's your best character interaction? Um, I, I brought up the story about me interacting with Tigger and bopping him on the nose. Um, that one was definitely not my be not my best one. Um other than that, you know, I don't really remember some specific ones. Like, the one I get uh, now and the one I got a lot, you know, as I got older, like, you know, early 20s and so on, the characters would always make, like, make reference of my height. You know, I'm six foot six, so I'm pretty tall. Like, I'm actually a little too tall to play goofy if I were to work there. Um, so, like, they'll always, like, make references to my height. Like, me and Goofy have had interactions I think my favorite one, though, is the first time me and my wife ate at Beast Castle at the Magic Kingdom. We went there for dinner, and we took this, like, epic picture with uh, Beast and Belle. And there's a picture of me and the Beast shaking hands, and we're just, like, staring each other down. It's, like, it's just so cool. It's definitely my favorite one. Olivia M.R. Goodwin says, If you could only have one food and one ride at Disney for the rest of your life... What would it be? You know, one food that's tough. Like, am I going like uh, like a meal? Am I going with a snack? You know, I love Disney World popcorn. That's something I feel like I could snack on all day, every day. I love Disney coffee. I love Mickey waffles. Um, the Nutella waffle at the Magic Kingdom. Like, there's so uh, many to choose from. Dole Whips. I think I'd actually probably just go with Disney World popcorn. The smell of it. It's always like salted and buttered perfectly, just walking around the park with it in my little bucket. Uh, that's the one I would probably go with. And as for a ride, you know, Test Track's definitely one of my favorite rides, but if I'm if I'm picking one that I can only ride for the rest of my life, I think I'd just go with the people mover and just kind of chill. You know, maybe eat my popcorn bucket and uh, chill on the people mover. Amanda Matteo says, if you could make one new park, what would the theme be? Now, this is, this is something I'm planning on doing an entire episode about, so I won't get too into it. But I've always thought that some sort of retro land uh, would be pretty cool. This next one from Awake18 says, favorite Marvel movie? If we're going like MCU Marvel, I've, I've actually made the rankings. Like, I've written them down before, so it's not like I have to guess here. My all-time MCU Marvel movie is Avengers Infinity War. Um love everything about that movie love like it it was just so perfect to me like it's hard to say if there's a perfect movie out there but that one's definitely uh, my number one but also if i'm going like all of marvel it's between infinity war and logan uh i love the movie logan uh wolverine like arguably my favorite character it's between him and thor like all time like even before all these movies were coming out like I've always loved Wolverine. I think Logan, again, like another borderline perfect movie. This next one from Applejack73. One of their questions was actually the, the thought process behind this episode. Could you recall your first Disney memory? But they also asked, where should I eat in Disneyland or Disney California Adventure? You know, I've only been there one time and I feel like we only really ate um, at their downtown Disney, so I don't even know what's left there. We ate at, um, where we, we ate at like ES, their ESPN zone, I think it was called. We ate there like three times, to be honest. 
Uh, we ate an Earl sandwich, and other than that, like I can't, I just can't give a good, um, good opinion on where to eat. Alim one four six asked, "Who's your dream podcast guest?" That's tough. Like, I think I would want an interview with um, one of the famous Disney Imagineers, whether it's Joe Rody um, or Bob Gurr and Tony Baxter. Like, those are the three like Imagineers that I know and remember. And I would jo- just love to kind of sit there and pick their brain and just ask them, you know, whatever questions I could I could think of. Um, also, it'd be cool to have like some celebrities who are like legit diehard Disney fans. Not like the casual ones that just kind of go to Disneyland and, you know, I want the diehards. Like there's a couple that come to mind. Um, they're more like athletes than celebrities. But Robin Lopez, um, him and his brother, Brooke Lopez, are professional basketball players. They play in the NBA. They've been around a while. Like they're legit diehard Disney fans, like from day one. Um, I'd love to talk to one of them or a professional wrestler, Matt Cardona, another like legit diehard Disney fan. And for our last question here, last but not least, Florida Key Seats. Uh, go check them out on uh, on Instagram. A really cool page. I've never been to the Florida Keys, but some of the some of the food posts. Oh my god! Like I I just want to fly there and just try all of the food. Like anything with like key lime pie and um, Jimmy Buffett or like Tommy Bahama stuff. Like I'm all in for. What's the minimum amount of money you would have to win in the lotto to drop everything and move to Orlando? You know, realistically, it's probably not that much because like that's like the goal. Like that's like that's our main goal anyway. You know, winning the lotto though would definitely speed up the process. Like I want to say realistically right now like between like 50 and 100k would definitely make it happen pretty soon. In a perfect world, you know, let me win that like $300 million Powerball and I could like uh, buy a mansion uh, in Golden Oaks for like me and my my family. Uh, we can all live right there in the Magic Kingdom. You know, I'd love to move to like Celebration has been uh, my main dream ever since I was honestly probably eight or nine years old. Um, I've always wanted to live there. Like we would spend our first day of our Disney trip every year like we'd go to celebration we just kind of hang out like i talked about like and wait for the room to be ready we'd drive around we'd walk around go into some shops uh me and my cousins would play like in this fountain area over there so yeah not, not a crazy huge amount like come on i'm not universe i'm not asking for much just throw you know 100k my way uh and i'll be in orlando in uh in a year so that's all i got for this episode thank you guys as always uh, for coming back and listening. If you haven't already, follow me on Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, Disney World Today. Feel free to hop in my DMs and uh, say what's up. Let me know what you think of the show. If you find a cool reel, cool post, if you have ideas for the show, top 10 lists, anything like that, uh, feel free to hit me up. Also, wherever you're listening to this, if you hit that subscribe button, leave a rating and a review. If you write me a review, I'll give you a shout out on the very next episode. And two, if you'd like to support the show, support the podcast, Uh, My link is in my Spotify podcast page and in my Instagram. Um, Everything is much appreciated. Yeah, I think that's all I got, guys. Um, Happy uh, episode number 100. Never thought I'd I'd end up making 100 podcast episodes. You know, just me talking Disney. Pretty crazy, but uh, I'm, I'm definitely glad that I stuck to it. So enjoy the rest of your week. Have a good weekend. Stay safe. Stay happy. All that good stuff. Oh. 
Just got an update. The Cubs are losing. That's great. All right. You guys take care. Always remember, it all started with a mouse. And welcome back to the Disney World Today podcast. I am your ghost host for the day, Kevin Pope. Hope everyone's having a magical day, a magical week. Hope everything's going good with you guys. I don't know about you, but I'm ready to talk some Disney. First, got to plug all the socials here. Socials? Socials? I feel like I'm saying that weird. Follow me on Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube, Disney World Today. It's all one word. My DMs on Instagram are always open if you want to stop by and say hi. Let me know what you think of the show. If you have ideas, suggestions, topic lists, rankings, top tens, anything like that, uh, I am open to all suggestions and critiques. Wherever you're listening to this, if you could hit that subscribe button, leave me a rating and a review. If you write me a review, I'll give you a shout out on the very next episode. And new to Spotify, uh, if you'd like to become a supporter and contributor to the show, support me in the show, make a monthly contribution, you could do so. Uh, The link is in my Spotify homepage, or if you go to my Instagram, my link is in the bio. What a crazy week for me. If you guys have uh, been listening every week and following me, you've probably heard me talk about it. We had our baby shower uh, this weekend, which is absolutely crazy. Um, (laughs) You know, we found out uh, my wife was pregnant back in December, like right around Christmas. And when they tell you like the due date, I'm sure uh, a lot of you parents listening can relate. When they tell you the due date, like when they told us, uh, you know, August in my head, I'm like, man, that's so far away. Like, I don't even really have to think about it too much. I don't have to worry. I don't have to, you know, prepare like August, like that's so far away. And the fact that we had our baby shower, like this weekend, like that was, that was like the wake up call. That was like the, the alarm going off in my head. Like, Oh, wait a minute. Like August is only a few weeks away now. Like it's, it's, it's coming, it's happening. It's here. Um, so I've been just trying to wrap my head around that. We've been busy, you know, post baby shower stuff, you know, going through everything that we got, you know, setting up gifts and, and, you know, setting up cribs and changing tables and all this stuff. So we've been really busy, but you know, Hey, sometimes busy is good. It just makes the, makes the days go by so quick for me. You know, when I, 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 I come home from work and we got to, you know, prep the house for, you know, baby stuff. And it's like, Oh, time for dinner. Oh, time for bed. And we just redo it. Start again the next day. So I'm sure a lot of you guys can relate. And that's why, you know, when I do this podcast, I've talked about a lot, you know, my Disney Instagram, TikTok, like, like this is a, a passion project for me. It's a hobby, like making videos for Instagram, like reels and TikToks and like doing my weekly podcast. Like I enjoy, I enjoy doing it. That's why I do it. You know, I'm not, I'm not getting paid big money uh, you know, this isn't my job. This is something I just do for fun. It's something I do on the side, especially now, like I don't have much free time. Um, you know, I, I would like to go and, you know, play sports or go to the Cubs games or go to the movies, play video games. Uh, but there's more important things going on in my life. And it's like, when I do have free time, it's like, hey, you know what, I'm going to work on the podcast or I'm going to, you know, work on some TikToks. Cause I don't know. I just enjoy it. So speaking of podcasts, um, you guys have probably heard me talk about my Disney trips, um, specifically when I went in 2008, when I was 18, uh, my buddy Brian came with me. You've heard me mention him on the show a bunch. 
He's got his own production company, UBK Studios, and uh, they do a bunch of podcasts. And his newest podcast is called All of My Friends Are Dads. And yours truly is now on the show. I've, I'm on the podcast. We've done a couple episodes now. Uh, maybe you've seen me post about it on Instagram. But if you are interested in checking it out, um, especially if you're a dad or a parent, um, I think you guys will find it uh, pretty entertaining. It's very snackable. It's like 30 to 40 minutes. Um, there's four of us. My buddy Brian, he's kind of the host. And as the title says, like he doesn't have any kids. And three of his closest friends, like we've all... Um, either have had children or are expecting kids like all at the same time like uh dennis has a six month old jeff has like a two week old and i'm expecting you know a son in august and uh, i think it is pretty interesting to kind of get all of our takes you know just kind of talk about what we're going through what to expect like those guys have already kind of been through some of it uh, so they're kind of guiding me and giving me advice and tips. It's a fun listen. If you guys are interested, check it out. UBK Studios. You could search that. You could search all of my friends are dads. Or uh, if you go to my Instagram, you'll be able to find it there. Last week, we talked about relaxing rides at Walt Disney World. I did my top 10 most relaxing rides. You know, it was a fun episode to do when I posted about it. Uh, I, I got some some messages from you guys saying you agreed with my list, especially I think I think we can all agree. Spoiler spoiler alert! Uh, if you haven't listened already, uh, my number one pick I'm about to mention. My number one pick was the People Mover, and I had two or three of you guys reach out about the episode. And we we all kind of agreed that the People Mover uh, was the most relaxing ride at Disney. Um, it's just kind of a I, I love doing top tens. You know, it's something I feel like you don't hear about too often when you think of Disney, like relaxing rides. Like a lot of times when people talk about Disney, uh, you probably won't hear the word relaxing in the same sentence as Disney. But it's a fun episode. Check it out. It's available everywhere. This week, we're talking about water rides at Disney. Uh, as you guys know, I kind of like to stick to a theme. You know, it's summer. Um, over the last couple months, I've talked about summers at Disney. I've, talk, I've talked about water parks. I was thinking, yeah, you know what? Let's talk about some water rides at Disney. It's an interesting topic. You know, I just uh, saw a bunch of the posts and pictures of the new uh, Princess and the Frog ride, the retheming of Splash Mountain. So that kind of helped uh, help me p decide on this episode topic as well. So we're going to talk about water rides at Disney. You know, they have a lot of slow-moving boat rides. You know, do they need more water rides? And I'm going to do my top five list of potential new Disney water rides. I'm going to put my Imagineer ears on here and I'm going to create five ideas, five prototypes uh, for Disney water rides. All right, here we go. Your attention, please. The Walt Disney World Railroad now boarding for a scenic trip around the Magic Kingdom. Board. You know, before we get into uh, water rides in this week's episode, I thought it was funny. Um, right before I started recording today, uh, at the end of work, I was talking to one of my coworkers, and the tickets for the new Haunted Mansion movie, I think, came out today. The movie comes out like at the late in late July, which kind of bothers me. Like, why is this not coming out in October or around Halloween? But that's besides the point. So I brought it up to him. I was like, "Oh wow, you know, the Haunted Mansion 
um, tickets uh, go on sale today. And, and before I said that, I, I asked him, I was like, have you heard of the, um, the Disney ride Haunted Mansion? Um, because there was a movie in the 2000s and then they just came out with a movie that's coming out in July. And he was like, wait a minute. He's like, I've seen the movie. He was like, is the movie based on the ride or they, or did they create the ride after that movie came out? And I, I was blown away. I thought he was joking at first, but he was serious. Like he, you know, he's younger than me. Uh, I think he's about 25 or 26. Uh, so when he went to Disney for the first time, it was after the Haunted Mansion movie with Eddie Murphy had already been released. So he thought that they made that ride after they like, they created that ride based on the Eddie Murphy Haunted Mansion movie. It was crazy. And I was like, man, I'm about to blow your mind again because have you heard of Pirates of the Caribbean? And like, I, I just, I thought that was too funny to share. I think you guys um, can relate to that when you get like Disney questions or like Disney topics come up at work. Like this is a perfect example of someone who, you know, doesn't really know much about Disney, you know, has seen some of the movies and has been there like once when he was a kid and just assumed that the ride that he went on was based off of that Haunted Mansion movie. But let's try to stay on track here, Kevin. Water rides at Disney. This is an interesting topic. Like the reason why I wanted to bring this up, um, I was thinking about water rides at Disney. For some reason, it just kind of came into my head. I think it had to do with the fact that, um, you know, they're giving like construction updates on the new Princess in the Frog ride. Um, the retheming of Splash Mountain there at Magic Kingdom. And I was looking at all the updates, and I was looking at it in my head, I was like, man, like, Disney only has, like, two water rides. And I, I wasn't really thinking of, like, the slow-moving boat rides. Um, we're going to talk about those. But I was thinking, like, man, do, does Disney need more water rides? Because my first thought was, like, you know, it's it was Splash Mountain and Kali River Rapids, and to be honest, my first kind of reaction there was like, man, and Kali River Rapids isn't even that good, you know, and it's maybe it's a ride I need to kind of sit down and rethink. But like that was my gut thought, like, man, and it's not even that good. And why do I like, why is it not good? You know, at this point in my life, I'm going to be 33 years old in a few weeks here, like Kali River Rapids. I don't know, like, it's not one of my favorite attractions anymore. In fact, we kind of have been skipping it our last few trips. You know, it's, I feel like it's a ride you only go on if you want to get wet. Because if you don't get wet, is it even worth it? Like, even if you do get wet now, like, is it is it worth going on? Is it, I don't know. You know, I, I've kind of compared it to other water rides I've been on. You know, there's a that water raft ride at Universal Studios Orlando. I think it's themed after Popeye. And in my opinion, like, that one is so much better. Like, Kali River Rapids had so much potential. And when I was a kid, I loved it. And it wasn't until I got older that I, it, I don't know, my, my feelings change on it. It feels like it's too short. It feels like there's, like, nothing to it. There's no story. Um, you know, it, it's not, it doesn't have, like, the thrills. Like, it doesn't feel like you're on an actual rapid. Like, it seems kind of slow. And then, you know, if you get soaked and you want to get soaked, like, that's great, but if you get wet, and you didn't want to get wet, like, I don't know, it's just my feelings on it have just kind of changed as I've gotten older. And welcome back to the Disney World Today podcast. I am your ghost host for the day, 
Kevin Pope. Hope everyone's having a magical day, a magical week. Hope everything's going good with you guys. I don't know about you, but I'm ready to talk some Disney. First, gotta plug all the socials here. Socials? Socials? I feel like I'm saying that weird. Follow me on Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube Disney World today. It's all one word. My DMs on Instagram are always open if you want to stop by and say hi. Let me know what you think of the show. If you have ideas, suggestions, topic lists, rankings, top tens, anything like that, uh, I am open to all suggestions and critiques wherever you're listening to this if you could hit that subscribe button leave me a rating and a review if you write me a review i'll give you a shout out on the very next episode and new to spotify uh, if you'd like to become a supporter and contributor to the show support me in the show make a monthly contribution you could do so Uh, the link is in my spotify homepage, or if you go to my instagram my link is in the bio What a crazy week for me. If you guys have uh, been listening every week and following me, you've probably heard me talk about it. We had our baby shower uh, this weekend, which is absolutely crazy. Um, (laughs) You know, we found out uh, my wife was pregnant back in December, like right around Christmas. And when they tell you like the due date, I'm sure uh, a lot of you parents listening can relate. When they tell you the due date, like when they told us, uh, you know, August in my head, I'm like, man, that's so far away. Like, I don't even really have to think about it too much. I don't have to worry. I don't have to, you know, prepare like August, like that's so far away. And the fact that we had our baby shower, like this weekend, like that was, that was like the wake up call. That was like the, the alarm going off in my head. Like, Oh, wait a minute. Like August is only a few weeks away now. Like it's, it's, it's coming, it's happening. It's here. Um, so I've been just trying to wrap my head around that. We've been busy, you know, post baby shower stuff, you know, going through everything that we got, you know, setting up gifts and, and, you know, setting up cribs and changing tables and all this stuff. So we've been really busy, but you know, Hey, sometimes busy is good. It just makes the, makes the days go by so quick for me. You know, when I, 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 I come home from work and we got to, you know, prep the house for, you know, baby stuff. And it's like, Oh, time for dinner. Oh, time for bed. And we just redo it. Start again the next day. So I'm sure a lot of you guys can relate. And that's why, you know, when I do this podcast, I've talked about a lot, you know, my Disney Instagram, TikTok, like, like this is a a passion project for me. It's a hobby, like making videos for Instagram, like reels and TikToks and like doing my weekly podcast. Like I enjoy, I enjoy doing it. That's why I do it. You know, I'm not, I'm not getting paid big money, Uh, you know, this isn't my job. This is something I just do for fun. It's something I do on the side, especially now, like I don't have much free time. Um, you know, I I would like to go and, you know, play sports or go to the Cubs games or go to the movies, play video games. Uh, but there's more important things going on in my life. And it's like, when I do have free time, it's like, you know what, I'm going to work on the podcast or I'm going to, you know, work on some TikToks because I don't know, I just enjoy it. So speaking of podcasts, um, you guys have probably heard me talk about my Disney trips, um, specifically when I went in 2008, when I was 18, uh, my buddy Brian came with me. You've heard me mention him on the show a bunch. He's got his own production company, UBK Studios, and uh, they do a bunch of podcasts. And his newest podcast is called All of My Friends Are Dads. And yours truly is now on the show. I've, I'm on the podcast. We've done a couple episodes now. Uh, maybe you've seen me post about it on Instagram, but if you are interested in checking it out, um, especially if you're a dad or a parent, um, I think you guys will find it uh, pretty entertaining. It's very snackable. It's like 30 to 40 minutes. Um, there's four of us. My buddy Brian, he's kind of the host. 
And as the title says, like he doesn't have any kids and three of his closest friends, like we've all um, either have had children or are expecting kids like all at the same time. Like uh, Dennis has a six month old, Jeff has like a two week old and I'm expecting, you know, a son in August. And uh, I think it is pretty interesting to kind of get all of our takes and just kind of talk about what we're going through, what to expect. Like those guys have already kind of been through some of it. Uh, so they're kind of guiding me and giving me advice and tips. It's a fun listen. If you guys are interested, check it out. UBK Studios. You could search that. You could search all of my friends or dads. Or uh, if you go to my Instagram, you'll be able to find it there. Last week, we talked about relaxing rides at Walt Disney World. I did my top 10 most relaxing rides. You know, it was a fun episode to do when I posted about it. Uh, I, I got some some messages from you guys saying you agreed with my list, especially I think I think we can all agree. Spoiler spoiler alert! Uh, if you haven't listened already, uh, my number one pick I'm about to mention. My number one pick was the People Mover, and I had two or three of you guys reach out about the episode. We we all kind of agreed that the People Mover uh, was the most relaxing ride at Disney. Um, it's just kind of a, I, I love doing top tens. You know, it's something I feel like you don't hear about too often when you think of Disney, like relaxing rides. Like a lot of times when people talk about Disney, uh, you probably won't hear the word relaxing in the same sentence as Disney. But it's a fun episode. Check it out. It's available everywhere. This week, we're talking about water rides at Disney. Uh, As you guys know, I kind of like to stick to a theme. You know, it's summer. Um, Over the last couple months, I've talked about summers at Disney. I've I've talked about water parks. I was thinking, yeah, you know what? Let's talk about some water rides at Disney. It's an interesting topic. You know, I just uh, saw a bunch of the posts and pictures of the new uh, Princess and the Frog ride, the retheming of Splash Mountain. So that kind of helped helped me decide on this episode topic as well. So we're going to talk about water rides at Disney. You know, they have a lot of slow-moving boat rides. You know, do they need more water rides? And I'm going to do my top five list of potential new Disney water rides. I'm going to put my Imagineer ears on here and I'm going to create five ideas, five prototypes uh, for Disney water rides. All right, here we go. Your attention, please. The Walt Disney World Railroad now boarding for a scenic trip around the Magic Kingdom. Board. You know, before we get into uh, water rides in this week's episode, I thought it was funny. Um, right before I started recording today, uh, at the end of work, I was talking to one of my coworkers, and the tickets for the new Haunted Mansion movie, I think, came out today. The movie comes out like at the late in late July, which kind of bothers me. Like, why is this not coming out in October or around Halloween? But that's besides the point. So I brought it up to him. I was like, "Oh wow, you know, the Haunted Mansion um, tickets." Uh, go on sale today. And, and before I said that, I, I asked him, I was like, have you heard of the um, the Disney ride Haunted Mansion? Um, because there was a movie in the 2000s and then they just came out with a movie that's coming out in July. And he was like, wait a minute. He's like, I've seen the movie. He was like, is the movie based on the ride or, they, or did they create the ride after that movie came out? And I, I was blown away. I thought he was joking at first, but he was serious. Like he, you know, he's younger than me. 
uh, I think he's about 25 or 26. Uh, so when he went to Disney for the first time, it was after the Haunted Mansion movie with Eddie Murphy had already been released. So he thought that they made that ride after they like, they created that ride based on the Eddie Murphy Haunted Mansion movie. It was crazy. And I was like, man, I'm about to blow your mind again because have you heard of Pirates of the Caribbean? And like, I, I, just, I thought that was too funny to share. I think you guys um, can relate to that when you get like Disney questions or like Disney topics come up at work. Like this is a perfect example of someone who, you know, doesn't really know much about Disney you know, has seen some of the movies and has been there like once when he was a kid and just assumed that the ride that he went on was based off of that Haunted Mansion movie. But let's try to stay on track here, Kevin. Water rides at Disney. This is an interesting topic. Like the reason why I wanted to bring this up, um, I was thinking about water rides at Disney. For some reason, it just kind of came into my head. I think it had to do with the fact that, um, you know, they're giving like construction updates on the new Princess in the Frog ride, um, the retheming of Splash Mountain there at Magic Kingdom. And I was looking at all the updates, and I was looking at it in my head, I was like, man, like, Disney only has like two water rides. And I, I wasn't really thinking of like the slow moving boat rides. Um, we're going to talk about those. But I was thinking like, man, do, does Disney need more water rides? Because my first thought was like, you know, it's it was Splash Mountain and Kali River Rapids. And to be honest, my first kind of reaction there was like, man, and Kali River Rapids isn't even that good. You know, and it's maybe it's a ride I need to kind of sit down and rethink. But like that was my gut thought, like, man, and it's not even that good. And why do I like, why is it not good? You know, at this point in my life, I'm going to be 33 years old in a few weeks here. Like, Kali River Rapids, I don't know. Like, it's not one of my favorite attractions anymore. In fact, we kind of have been skipping it our last few trips. You know, it's... I feel like it's a ride you only go on if you want to get wet. Because if you don't get wet, is it even worth it? Like, even if you do get wet now, like, is it is it worth going on? Is it... I don't know. You know, I, I've kind of compared it to other water rides I've been on. You know, there's a that water raft ride at Universal Studios Orlando. I think it's themed after Popeye. And in my opinion, like, that one is so much better. Like, Kali River Rapids had so much potential. And when I was a kid, I loved it. And it wasn't until I got older that I, it, I don't know, my, my feelings change on it. It feels like it's too short. It feels like there's, like, nothing to it. There's no story. Um... You know, it, it's not, it doesn't have like the thrills. Like it doesn't feel like you're on an actual rapid. Like it seems kind of slow. And then, you know, if you get soaked and you want to get soaked, like that's great. But if you get wet and you didn't want to get wet, like, I don't know. It's just my feelings on it have just kind of changed as I've gotten older. All right. So the first one on my list here is probably the first one I ever thought of back in the day, back in those days of being in school, sitting in the back of the class, you know, the teacher would put on a, a PowerPoint presentation and I would immediately um, put my head down and start just doodling in my notebook. This one I, I would always think of and I, why it never became a ride, uh, I don't know. And why this character, you know, hasn't been promoted more, I don't know. But my first one, my first idea for a water-based attraction at Disney, a Hades Underworld water ride. Um, now this one, I feel like you could go a bunch of different ways with, see in my head, 
Um, I always just kind of consider this one, you know, your standard Disney slow-moving boat ride. You know, you can tell the story of Hercules, but making it, you know, make it, um, you know, on a boat, and especially with, like, the Hades scene, you know, when I was a kid and the Hercules movie came out, there was definitely a stretch uh, where that was my favorite movie. Like, that hit me probably right around ages seven or eight, eight or nine, something somewhere around there, um, where, like, you know, I, I saw Hercules, and I was like, oh, my God, like, he's my hero. Here's this big, um, strong guy, Hercules, Zeus, is, you know, he's got Pegasus. Like, I love I loved that movie. I was obsessed uh, with that movie. I remember I had, um, for my birthday that summer, I got a uh, matching Hercules T-shirt and shorts combo that I, I wore everywhere. I love that Hercules stuff. And, you know, seeing Hercules all the characters at Disney that summer, again, was awesome. So I've always thought that Hades was a cool character. He's a good villain. He's scary. He was uh, very well done in the animated movie. Definitely a good combination of, like, dark humor slash comedy slash scary. Um, and that whole kind of Hades underworld scenes, like, in the movie, uh, I always felt would have been, like, a cool, like, scene uh in a ride, in a, in a dark ride at Disney. And you could probably do like a whole attraction around it if you wanted to make it like a little more thrilling, like a Hades underworld ride where, you know, I just picture it kind of you riding through and, you know, you could have some sort of special effect uh, kind of similar to like the mermaids in the Pirates of the Caribbean attraction where it looks like there's like something in the water next to you because there's like that scene where he's riding in the water and all like the souls are like trying to like reach up at him like through the water like that was always creepy so I always felt like they, they could have done something with that um, I guess this is probably a good attraction that would fit if they did ever do like a villain's land or anything like that you know Hades um, a um, an actual character from Greek mythology uh, so they could they could do a lot with that. So that's my first pick, some sort of Hades, um, Hades underworld water ride, slow moving boat ride, dark ride, Hercules ride, anything like that. Uh, I think fits into this one. All right, for my next pick here, this is the uh, the next ride that I've thought about for years since the year two thousand and seven, to be more specific. And how do I know this? Because this is the year that Pirates of the Caribbean at World's End was released. And there's a scene in that movie that instantly I thought would have been a cool attraction. Some sort of Pirates of the Caribbean attraction called Maelstrom. Now you could pay homage to one of my favorite uh, extinct attractions, Maelstrom, at Norway and Epcot. You know, maybe you call it something else. But there's a scene in the movie you know, where they're out at sea and uh, a big storm... Uh, they get kind of trapped in this like big storm and you know that's um, called a maelstrom and like they, the one uh, character yells it out maelstrom and I thought that scene was so cool um, that it would have made like some sort of cool water attraction whether it was like a water slide at one of the water parks water coaster something simulator something like with pirate ships um, you know maybe you make it just a coaster called maelstrom uh, like a pirate-themed coaster, like that sounds badass to me. And my idea for this would would have been to kind of expand on the Pirates of the Caribbean area uh, at the Magic Kingdom in Adventureland. There, you know, we have the Pirates of the Caribbean ride. Um, there's that restaurant Tortuga that is never open, um, and then you have like the little pirate stage. But like other than that, like the, you know, that's kind of it. Like I feel like they could have made 
um, like a bigger, just like Pirates of the Caribbean little area within Adventureland. Like adding another attraction over there, I think would have been really cool. Um, you know, in that scene in the movie, if you haven't seen it, you can find it on YouTube. You know, you could theme it like that. You could theme it like you're a, a you're a boat lost at sea during a storm. Um, you can make it a slow moving dark ride. You can make it, you know, a coaster. Like I said, a, a water, you know, 4D show. You know, something. I think that would have been really cool. It plays. Uh, it fits. You know, it's connected to Pirates of the Caribbean, and you know, you could also kind of pay homage to the extinct attraction Maelstrom by using the same name. So that's my second pick some sort of Pirates of the Caribbean Maelstrom themed ride. All right, for my next pick here, this one is kind of similar to uh, an extinct Disney World attraction slash a current one uh, at Disneyland and not exactly the best timing, uh, but some sort of Journey to Atlantis ride um, that kind of uses that submarine technology that they use for the uh, um, 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea a ride that used to be at the Magic Kingdom and like the Nemo version that's still at Disneyland. Now, yes, not great timing with talking about submarines, but some something like that, some sort of like journey to Atlantis, you know, that's such a popular like theory. It's been popularized in, in books and just mythology and movies and video games, like everything. Like Disney did an animated movie on it that they're, I'm sure, going to redo uh, at some point. Like, the, the thought and theory behind Atlantis, like, it doesn't need to be based off of a movie uh, for you to make a cool ride. Like, I think, I think SeaWorld Orlando had something similar to that. Um, but, like, in my head, I was just kind of thinking, like, some sort of ride where you start off on land and you, you know, eventually, you know, go underneath the water. And it's like a whole, like, and then you get to see, like, the sunken city uh, that is Atlantis. Um now, I, I have been on the, the submarine ride at Disneyland. Um, I was on the one at Magic Kingdom at Disney World when I was really young, so I don't really remember it too much. But, you know, something that kind of plays off that technology, you know, Atlantis, I think would be cool. It's popular. You know, you can, the you can theme it after the movie if you wanted to. Or, you know, make it some sort of, like, original theming and just kind of make your own uh, Atlantis-themed ride. So that's my third pick, some sort of Journey to Atlantis-themed attraction. For my next pick here, um, you know, this one I feel like definitely would fit. Like I talked about slow-moving boat rides and how Disney has, you know, maybe too many of them when, you know, it's not, you know, necessary. This one would fit. How about an, a, uh, a gondola-themed boat ride in the Italy Pavilion at Epcot? You know, Italy is famous for their gondola rides. Um, I wouldn't know. I've never actually been there, but I've seen of it plenty in uh, movies and stuff. You know, in uh, in Las Vegas, they have uh, a hotel there. The I believe it's at the Venetian, where you can actually go like on a gondola ride um, down like this little like water area. And I'm sure at Disney, they could find out a way to do this pretty cool. Like whether, you know, they wanted to make it just a slow moving dark ride with, you know, your your car is just shaped like a boat. Or maybe you ride, you know, in a you know, an actual gondola with like a cast member that is there with you. Like they could, uh, they could do a lot with this. You know, I've always, um, I've always liked the Italy Pavilion. You know, my family's from Italy, uh, so that's always been one of my favorites. That one in Norway, you know, and the fact that we lost Maelstrom and it was replaced by Frozen. Like I really need a new favorite um, pavilion attraction. 
And this one would be pretty fun, you know, depending on which way you go with it. You know, a slow moving boat ride, at least it would fit, you know, you could, you know, go around Italy and see the sights and all the famous landmarks and stuff like that. If they were able to do some sort of thing with like a cast member, maybe you have like the cast member like fake steer the boat kind of like on Jungle Cruise. I think that would be pretty cool um, just to kind of get a tour and like, let's not theme it after a, a Pixar Disney movie, please. Like, can we just keep it based off of like Italy in real life? Like that would be actually pretty cool to me. Like that would make me want to go visit Italy. So that's my number four pick, a gondola boat ride in the Ita Italy Pavilion at Epcot. So the last one I have on my list here, not gonna lie, it's pretty cool when you just read what I have written down here. Test track, but in a boat. How cool does that sound? Like we have test track. It's, you know, the, the original was great. You were in like a General Motors testing facility and you, you know, basically you were taking a car out for a test drive before they, you know, approve it, you know, to be made. How could they do that with a boat? I don't know that, you know, that's up to Disney. You know, Disney for the longest amount of time was always like the, the at the forefront of technology and developing new technology for rides and attractions, whether it's different ride systems or audio animatronics. Like this would be something I think that would put them apart, like some sort of clone of Test Track, but just puts you in water like on a boat. You know, maybe, I mean, I don't... I'm not, I'm just the brain. Like I come up with the idea. It's up to Disney to, uh, you know, make them. But I think that would be pretty cool. You know, if it was just like that, like, if, especially if it was like an outdoor, like actually like on like a, a big lake or something, or maybe they create like an indoor thing. Um, you know, if, if that doesn't work, um, I was thinking like maybe you make some sort of hybrid ride, like simulator slash um ride system like similar to the spider-man 3d ride at universal studios but like again in water like on some sort of boat like a speedboat or something i think that would be really cool and I, and I don't know exactly where this would fit maybe at hollywood studios um but again that's not up to me that's up to disney just just go ahead and make it you know it, it just test track on a boat just sounds so cool to me you know test track being one of my favorite rides just imagine being like on a speedboat um, doing the same types of things. I think the reason why I came up with this one, um, besides the fact that I love Test Track, is I remember um, when I was a kid, we went uh, on a field trip to downtown Chicago, like Lake Michigan Navy Pier uh, area, and we got to do some sort of like speedboat tour. And basically, like all you did is like you just get on the speedboat, and the guy just like drives in like circles, like really fast. Um, I feel like you can make that into an attraction, into a ride, like. I've done like the boats and stuff at Disney, those mini little personal quote unquote speed boats. I've ridden jet skis. Like just the feeling of like going fast on the water, I think is really cool. And if Disney found a way to kind of make that into a traction, like duplicate that feeling, because you're not going to be on a free floating speed boat, you know, you'd have to be on some sort of track system with water to make it seem like you're on water. Like I see a lot of potential in that. It would be really unique, really ahead of its time. Um, and again, it would kind of keep Disney at that forefront of like the newest and best technology. So that's my number five pick test track, but in a boat. And that's my list overall. Like it's always so much fun um, when I'm trying to you know, basically just brainstorm new attractions. Like it's something I've always done. Like I said, I've always kind of 
had that in the back of my head, like whenever I was bored or daydreaming in school, like that's what I would do. I would write down lists, rankings, sports stuff, but then like I would like come up with like rides for Disney, like whether it was coasters, water rides, different parks, different lands, restaurants, like everything like that. You know, I, I, I think that's just my nerdy creative side uh, coming out. If you guys have any ideas, if this is something you've thought of, if there's a Disney movie or just something in general that you think would make a good Disney water ride, whether it's a thrill ride, whether it's a slow moving boat ride, anything like that, uh, let me know on Instagram. Shoot me a DM if I missed any or if you have any, um, you know, good ideas. I, you know, we're all kind of amateur Imagineers, you know, when it comes to Disney. I think we we love Disney so much and we're so passionate about it that a lot of us, you know, at one point in our lives have said like, man, it would be awesome you know, to be an Imagineer and to create these attractions and this theming and stories and stuff like that. So, uh, yeah, if you have any good ideas uh, for water rides at Disney, uh, let me know. And when you're listening to this and thinking about water rides at Disney, maybe you're like me, like, uh, you know, I don't want to go on a water ride. I don't want to get wet. Put yourself, you know, back in the shoes of you when you were 12 years old. Think about, you know, kids going to Disney and what a water ride means to a kid. Like, Half of the fun is like the, the potential that you may get wet. Um, and I talked about, you know, it was so true for me, like going on these water rides, Splash Mountain, Kali River Rapids, like part of the fun was like hoping to see like my parents get, you know, soaked on Splash Mountain or on Kali River Rapids. Like that made it so much more fun. Me and my sister would like hope that, uh, you know, that would happen to them. Or my dad, you know, his reaction, like when we would end up on the first uh, first row of Splash Mountain, like his reaction would always make me laugh. And, you know, part of the reason why, um, you know, I enjoyed Splash Mountain so much is all of those memories, you know, going on that ride as a kid. If I'd never been to Disney before, um, you know, and started going maybe like when I'm in my 20s, you know, would I feel as passionate as I do, as, you know, about Splash Mountain? I don't think so. It's those memories as a kid uh, that make a difference. But that pretty much wraps up everything I have uh, for this week's topic. I uh, hope you guys enjoyed it. It's always fun trying to uh, create new attractions and just talking a little bit about the water rides at Walt Disney World. You know, it's something, um, you know, as a kid, like I said, I've always loved water rides. And I think kids uh, can, re can relate, you know, as an adult. I'm with you guys. I think there's a lot of times where we're like, yeah, you know what? Uh, I think I'm going to skip this water ride. I don't feel like getting wet right now, but it's all fun here on the Disney World Today podcast. Like I said, had a pretty busy week. Things have been kind of crazy lately. You know, uh, my wife is now 33 weeks pregnant, so we're there. We're getting there. You know, the finish line is in sight. Uh, you know, our baby shower was this past weekend. Got a lot of Disney stuff, not going to lie. Uh, our friends and family really know us well. We got a lot of Disney stuff, sports-themed stuff, whether it was Cubs, Bulls, Nike, Jordan. Uh, so our baby's going to be definitely spoiled. A lot of cute Disney, like onesies and like little um, matching like shirt and like pants sets and hats. And I'm 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 so excited. He's gonna look he's gonna look pretty cute. Um, my my wife's mom got us like uh, you know those things where you like. Um, take a picture with your baby like each month uh, as they grow and you just kind of can kind of measure like how much they're growing and changing 
Uh, she got us a Disney themed one. It's like a Mickey Mouse themed one. So I'm sure you guys will be uh, seeing that on my, uh, my Instagram sooner rather than later. But thank you guys as always for coming by and listening. I hope you enjoyed the podcast. If you can hit that subscribe button, leave me a rating and a review. If you write me a review, I'll give you a shout out on the very next episode. If you want to support the podcast, my link is in my Spotify. Also, you can find that link in my bio on Instagram. Everything is always much appreciated. Speaking of Instagram, follow me if you haven't already. Disney World Today, you can follow me on TikTok as well. Uh, I'll be posting as much as I can Disney-inspired reels and and posts and comments and stories. And I post a lot of stories that uh, you know kind of relate to the podcast. And uh, you know, a lot of episodes, I do try to get the input uh, from you guys. And again, if you guys want to hear more of me talking about whatever it is. Uh, mostly dad stuff. You can find me on the new UBK Studios podcast. All of my friends are dads. Uh, you can find it in my bio. You can search UBK Studios. Uh, just a bunch of dads talking about babies and baby stuff. And uh, it's, it's pretty fun. It's a good time, uh, especially for uh, Disney dads. I think there's probably a lot of stuff on there that you can relate to. That's all I got. I hope you guys enjoy the rest of your week. Have a good weekend. And I won't talk to you guys before the 4th of July. So have a happy, safe 4th of July. If you're going to be playing around with fireworks, take it from me. I used to, we used to blow off so many fireworks. Like 4th of July was my favorite holiday. Every summer there for a while, me and my dad, uh, my buddy Brian, my uncle, like we would uh, drive across the border and uh, pick up a bunch of fireworks and we'd have just a huge party, either at my house, my uncle's house, my grandma's house, and we would just have some food and we would blow off fireworks for like three straight hours. Like it was a show. Um, it was a lot of fun. You know, luckily none of us ever got hurt. We have all of our fingers, like as stupid as we were for playing with fireworks and we would get a little, you know, adventurous at times. We were always uh, trying to keep safety in mind uh, when it came to actually lighting the fireworks and just kind of having some awareness there. So have a good, safe 4th of July. Don't do anything too stupid or crazy. Uh, and until next time, always remember, it all started with